guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. I'm Miguel. With me, Mr. P. Ross coming straight from Tennessee, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So you he's on vacation, he's in his hotel room, and yes. he is dedicated. He is. Yes. <laughs> yes. How you doing, P? We, we, we just don't do this. We do this, man, okay? All right. All right. How does your wife feel about this? That's what I want to know. Oh, she's fine. He looks she's back. Good. He's like, uh, she's, she's fine. Good. <laughs> she's good. Hey, so you're in a hotel room. Uh, what yeah. I want you to do, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to wake up all the guests, you know, on, on that floor. Introduce the next guest. And I'm sure there's going to be complaints. They're going to call saying that room, whatever your room is, is probably way so. too noisy. So so do the honors, Peter Ross. We got, we got well, a friend in the neighborhood. So well, right now we got a cat, you know what I'm saying, representing the hashtag watch fam. Mm-hmm. All right. We have watch Chris, Chris from the watch Chris YouTube Instagram brand. What's going on, brother? Oh, no. <laughs> what up, What's up, what guys? Up? Yeah. What's up, Chris? Thank How you for having me on. Good. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Uh, We're yeah. super happy to talk to you. We've been um planning this for a long time hasn't happened but we finally got you in like okay cool we need to get this guy in because he is you guys are going to be surprised you guys are going to hear some stories uh talk about watches and this guy has plenty of them so <laughs> yes i have a little bit of an affliction uh for watches i, I, I don't collect it's more of a problem but yes <laughs> yeah for sure i think uh, i think a lot of people yeah definitely a lot of people understand that yeah, in case you don't know, Chris, uh, your wife called us. This is an intervention. I'm sorry. Yes, my, my <laughs> wife, an enabler. I'm not going to get into that, but a uh, uh, little, little bit of an enabler, but not, not you know, to the point of uh, that I need to be hospitalized. But we're almost there. <laughs> right, right. We're, you heard that? We're almost there. That was the key word. Almost there. The almost end. there. We're, you know, I'm, you know, I have kids, so I, they come first. Oh, then that's, it's, that's then it's then it's pretty much watches, I think, but. <laughs> Right on. All right. Well, before we get into uh, your backstory and who you are, and people and people, uh, you know, hear about your collection and all that, let's do a round of wrist check. So, obviously, you're our guest, Chris. We're curious to know what you're wearing uh, today. I actually have a watch that I just recently got. It's pretty far away from my camera. It is a Chopard. Okay. Oh, uh, mm. Uh, mm. Chopard. Yes. Uh, classic yachting chronograph. It's Actually, a pretty rare watch, and the, and the reason why I got it is I I'm celebrating a um, a little milestone in my in my job, my my actual profession, my daily profession, and um, so I I bought myself a watch to celebrate. Wow! And, and this is right a, on, uh, great way to celebrate. Yeah, that's a nice watch. That's a great way to celebrate. Yeah, so, yeah. What, what can you tell us about it? It's uh, what kind of movement does it have in it? So inside is a twenty eight. 94 it's an edda movement it's not okay. it's not like in-house it's nothing it's nothing too um extravagant but uh Chopard have different lines of watches so they start out with you know their um their classic line and then they they go to the luc which is their really high-end line okay um their classic lines are are mostly uh in-house now but they previously were were um had at a at a movements not clones excuse me at a, this, <laughs> at is a, a this is yeah i was gonna say at a clone uh right. they had at a movements these were these were really high-end watches but they were um uh sort of the predecessor to their in-house versions of these um 
just an awesome watch. Very, very rare. These were, these, there were not a lot of these made. There's a yachting timer on it. I don't know if you're, that's cool. Yeah, we can see it. It's a mm-hmm. countdown yachting timer. It has a uh, ratcheting bezel, screw down crowns, uh, screw down pushers. So 100 meters water resistance. Wow. Um, yeah, just a just a great watch. Really, I love it. So if you don't mind me asking, where'd you pick it up? I know you're not uh, opposed to buying things on eBay, especially with the mm-hmm. new system they have, right? I buy on eBay. This went through the authorization process, actually. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. I've already I've already purchased a number of watches through that process. I don't know when they're going to start charging money for it, but um, from my experience, it works really well. It's anything that's over two thousand dollars. So, oh, okay, if you're, if you're buying a watch on eBay over two thousand dollars, they will send it to a third-party authenticator, and then they will authenticate the watch. Um, um, so the seller will actually send it directly to them. They will make sure right. it's an authentic watch, and then they'll send it to you directly. And it's all through FedEx. I mean, the whole process has to cost a few hundred dollars. So I don't know when they're when they're going to actually stop doing that for free and start charging because okay. it's FedEx two day delivery to the to the uh, um, uh, authenticator. Then the authenticator, you know, has to actually physically look at the watch, open up the watch, look at the movement. Mm. They they authenticate everything. That if you're saying it's an authentic Chopard, they're looking at every single part. So then they're, then they're putting it back together and sending it along and, and usually it's two day shipping. So like I said, I've already bought two watches through this process, but it's been pretty good. So you can see them charging for it on the horizon. Yeah, I could see that. I don't think eBay will not miss a chance to try and charge. (laughs) Uh, Normally I wouldn't, you know, I buy a lot of stuff on eBay. I wouldn't recommend it for people who don't know literally everything about watches uh you have to be really you have to know about the movements you have to know you like us you know you have to be into the watches know the nuances of them yeah. and everything like that because um there are so many good fakes out there i mean they fake yeah. seiko watches oh yeah yeah so, oh yeah they fake invictus yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep well i know yeah. like uh I'm in the sneakers too. I know Flight Club is like an authenticator. Yeah. And they have yet to charge it. I would, it would be real interesting if they would and what they would actually charge. So eBay's doing it for sneakers also. The two things. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Sneakers are big on eBay. Sneakers are right. watches. Watches is like, I think, number one. And then I think sneakers are number two. I I, I, I like sneakers too. And I, and I yeah. you know, I sometimes go on there and I look at, I, you know, I'm not. I like sneakers. I'm not like where I am with watches. There's no right. way, no comparison. That's I love good. sneakers, but I'll go on eBay and I'll look at sneakers and I'll just pass them up because I'll, right. I'll say to myself, I don't know. And I don't spend, I don't spend a lot of money on, on sneakers, but even for, for me to buy a pair of sneakers for two or $300, that's, that's a lot. I'm not going to spend more than oh, yeah. that, but I don't want to buy a fake pair of even two or $300 sneakers. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting, Chris, though, that as watch people, we look at uh, something else aside from watches and you're like, $300, Ooh, that's a lot of money. But the guy just spent over $2,000 in a watch. No problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you know, there are people who are spending $2,000 on sneakers, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Purses oh, yeah. Absolutely. and all kinds of pens and all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. things. Oh, yeah. so. yeah. P-Ross, what are you rocking, man? You're on vacation. Talk to me. Certina. DS Pony. Nice. I, I think, huh? see it. No, the reflection is a little too strong, but 
But I know Which what one it is looks that like. the the Certina yeah. DS podium. Podium, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I actually I actually talked about that watch in a recent uh, video I did where I was saying like some of the best uh, value watches. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a, it's awesome. Certina makes some awesome watches. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, let me tell you what I'm wearing, which uh, I need you guys' opinion, right? So I'm, I'm still rocking the Hamilton khaki mechanical field. Classic, now. classic. I don't know awesome. if you guys could see it or not. You probably can't, but it's not working. What? So, second sound's not working. So here's what happened. So I got the watch. I've been wearing it every day. So I wind it every day, right? Like 10, 15, you know, uh, rounds or quarter rounds or what, however you want to call it with, with, with the crown, right? Every day. But I'm like, you know what? I should probably test it out because it's still within the return period, right? The 30, 30 uh, day return period from Joma shop, which is where I picked it up. So on Thursday morning, I have my list here. I have my little note. So 7.30 a.m. on Thursday, I wound the thing 45 times. So I've wound the crown uh, 45 times uh, a quarter, right? Am I saying it right, Chris? 45? Yeah. Okay. Rotations Turns. or whatever. Yeah, rotations of the crown. So Not full rotations, right? Not full rotations, just just no. a quarter, right? So just yep. a quarter. And by 3 p.m. today, Sunday, it was supposed to be 80 hours because this is the 80-hour movement, right? Right. Well, I went to bed last night, and I'm like, cool, still working. So I, I, I come into the office this morning to turn on the computer and all the gear, and it's 6.40 in the morning, but the watch stopped working at 11.15 p.m. last night. Ooh which means it gave me 65 hours of power reserve Ooh. and it's dead. So my question to you guys is a, did I wind it completely? Cause it was, it was completely dead, right? So I made sure that the watch was completely dead and then I fully wound it 45 rotations. I was looking online. I was looking everywhere and I'm like, what the hell is the, how much am I supposed to wind it? It doesn't have a power reserve indicator. So I don't know. I don't want to overwind it. I know it has like a mechanism, a clutch and all that stuff, but I still didn't want to overwind it. So do you guys know if maybe I underwound the thing or was 45 enough? I have no idea. I would imagine you underwound it. It would, if it Dude. goes for, yeah, if it goes for 65 hours, um, I think maybe you needed to wind it a little bit more. Did you go until it? It hit the clutch until it hit the the actual. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. So I I I I went and it just I, I didn't feel any friction or anything. But I stopped because I'm like it's 45 rotations. That seems a bit excessive to me. And again, I went online and people were like, "Well, you'll feel the clutch," but I'm like, I don't want to feel the clutch. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to get to that point. You no, know, you'll scared. get to you if you keep winding. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you're going to feel the clutch, and then you could stop. You probably right, won't right. full 80 hours, but you could. I mean, look, the... 65 hours is still respectable, but I'm like, well, if it promises 80 hours, it's still pretty short, a lot of hours, you know? So, Well, I've, I've wound it mine up till I felt the clutch, and it went 80 hours. Little bit Do you remember how many rotations I went? Oh, no, my God. I have counting. no clue. No, I just did it till I felt it. Yeah, so. I'll probably I have. Mm -hmm. Well, right now it's dead, so I'll do my little list again because I honestly, guys, I... When I did my unboxing, which will come out this week, I have the, the, the video ready. I was not impressed with this watch. I, I'm so used to I'm so used to dive watches, right? So the applied indices and a bezel and I mean so my I, I'm I'm used to my watches being super complex. So when I saw this, this is far from complex. This is super minimalistic. Everything's printed. I mean, I was like, 
what am I looking at exactly here? Because I mean, the 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 case is blasted, be blasted, and I'm like, it just didn't wow me, right? But the thing about this watch, which I wasn't expecting this, I was like, all right, whatever, you know. So I took it off the NATO, I put it on this nice leather strap from Vario, and I just started wearing it. I'm like, I'm gonna give it a chance, and I can't take it off the wrist. I'm like, it's just so comfortable. It's it's just clean looking. It's legible. Like you look at it, you could tell the time right away as opposed to other watches. So something about it gets you, you know, either it's like you get it right away or you get it eventually. But I don't know, Chris, I'm assuming you own this watch. I mean, you own. I've owned it. Okay. So (laughs) I've owned it. I've I've had, um, I had the previous version to that, the one where it did not have the, um, the 80 hour power reserve. It wasn't the powermatic version. Essentially, mm. not powermatic, but the but the um, but it had the, the higher VPH, yeah. so it was a little yeah. smoother. Yeah. yeah, it was a little right. bit smoother of a second hand. Um, field watchers in general, they're all military inspired, so they're right. The, you know, I I have a bull of a um, <clears throat> what the hell is it now? What can I? Oh, hack. That's it. I have a bull yeah. of a hack, which is sort of similar. It's an automatic, um, and the design I'm talking about here, they're all beat blasted. They all have printed dials. I, I think that's kind of the look. I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm like, I, you. if you look at my channel, a lot of what I am in my collection is dive watches. I yeah. love dive watches. I like to have, <clears throat> I like to have uh, a ratcheting bezel, even yeah. though I never use it. Um, I like the ability to, to get it wet, even though I never go diving. Uh, yeah. It's just who I am. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Right. Well, the other gripe that I have, and, I, and I'm taking way too long because we got questions and we got to int- officially introduce you so people know who, who they're listening to and watching. But so uh, yesterday I was going to wear my SPB 143 and I wanted to wear it on the OEM bracelet because I never wear, I always wear it on a NATO or leather or whatever. But I'm like, no, you know what? Let me put it on the OEM bracelet. So I found one of the original fat pins, the 2.5 millimeter Seiko pins, right? The, the spring bars. So I put it on, perfect, boom, it goes on. And then I'm looking for the other one. I'm like, I can't find, I don't know what, I I have a mess, right? I'm like, I don't know what happened to that spring bar. So I just put another 20 millimeter spring bar and it's loose, right? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you pull on the bracelet and you could fi- you could physically see, like even when I move my, my wrist, that there was a, it was creating a gap. And I was like, wait a minute, am I an idiot? Because I never really realized that you need to use the OEM spring bars from Seiko in order for it not to create any kind of a movement. So I was like, huh, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's why average Joe, I haven't seen his video, but he came out, not all spring bars are created equal. And I, I knew that, right? I was a thickness is because some of them, like in order to be ISO certified, they need to be a certain thickness to withstand, I guess, resistance. But aside from that, it actually maybe fits in there so tight that it, it doesn't allow for the bracelet to move around. And I didn't know that. So of course I had to go online and order some new ones. So we'll see. Mm. Hopefully that fixes the issue. Do you guys know about that? Do you, yeah, there are definitely it? different versions of familiar cards. with it. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. know that? I know that, the certain if... got a uh, yeah, yeah. I know the Certina got a, a special spring where I think it's two point five. So yeah. I didn't know that. I, I I seriously thought as long as it's the 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 width that it needs to be, it should be fine. And it's not. I could tell you that because the bracelet from where it had the the Seiko spring bar, it was fine. Like there was no movement. It was perfect. But the other side, 
it was a 1.8 millimeter or something and it, it i if i went like this with my wrist you could, it was creating a gap like you mm. could see it and i was like what the heck right like oh i, I guess i can't wear this today but i don't know i just thought i'd bring it up to you guys i thought it was interesting to me and it's my, i probably sound dumb but my <clears throat> excuse me my skx has very very thick spring bars on them right uh, but most skx's i think they all right so that's the that's because they're to fill the actual the way that they create the, the bracelets it fills actually that gap better than a normal spring bar would so it's true then you know i mean spring bars you can get them on ebay but and you can get like a whole bunch of them again i go to ebay but you can get them on amazon you can but some spring bars you want to get a pretty good you want to get a better spring bar there are places that actually sell them i, have, I, I there is a, a website that sells premium spring bars i forgot the name of the website oh man yeah. a people underestimate this so I, I went online right and i went to mark a long island watch obviously my go-to guy and he had i think authentic i think they were authentic seiko spring bars 2.5 millimeters thick mm. and they're three dollars and something i'm like sold and i was gonna buy them 15 dollars shipping i'm like I am not sold. I'm not going to pay 18 bucks for two spring bars. So I started looking around and I just got some. I'll, I'll see how they go, but I just got some on eBay for like $9, but they're 2.5 millimeters. The guy had pretty good, you know, ratings and all that. So I'm like, well, they're not the OEM ones, but I'll see if these don't work. Then I'll spend maybe $20 on the Seiko ones, which I don't want to. And it's stupid. I'm like, why doesn't Seiko include extra spring bars? I mean, you're going to lose some. Why don't they give you extra ones? Right. And you're putting uh, on a Strapco, you said? Strapco? Or a Varian? No, I'm putting the OEM one. It's it, Everything's OEM, like the o, OEM bracelet, OEM everything. So, But uh, I lost I thought you were saying, because I was going to say, for 20 bucks, the spring bars for the Strapco would be more than the actual strap. They're so affordable, <laughs> the straps, that they're like the, the spring oh, bars would be funny. more expensive. No, this can, is the can OEM. Can you actually buy spring bars from Seiko? Mm, I know they sell them. Uh, I don't know if you could buy them directly from them, but they do come mm. with a little Seiko bag. They even have a part number and everything, but they're expensive. Like, Let me tell you something, cheap. and this is something that you should definitely do. I bought uh, probably six or seven years ago a Seiko Anthana. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Prior to Grand Seiko entering the U.S. market, they made a series of watches that had Zerachu polishing, oh. and they had very... They were pretty high end watches. They had spring spring drive movements. They had, oh, wow. um, they had uh, mechanical automatic chronographs. I bought one of their chronographs at an Anantha. That's what it was called. Um, I bought it used. I bought it from Turkey. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I paid like a thousand dollars for it. It was a forty five hundred dollar watch. Uh, when I bought it, it was probably three, four, five years old. Um, I didn't, when I asked the guy how big the watch was, he was just like, oh, it's, it'll fit an eight inch wrist. I got it. It didn't, it, and it, it fit, it fit like a six and a half, uh, six and a half interest. So I was just like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. So I looked on, I didn't want to send it back because shipping back to Turkey, it would have been ridiculous. I really loved the watch. I called up Seiko and Seiko was just like, oh, um, what model number is it? And I gave him the model number. They're like, We'll send you five links. I said, okay, how much? They said, you just have hmm. to pay the shipping. What? I was like, what? That's awesome. They're like, yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll send you the five links and you just pay for shipping. What? And the shipping was like 13 bucks. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I'm so definitely call, call up, call them up oh. because if you're, if you have, you bought it from, even if it's not, I bought it off of eBay. So even if it's not an authorized dealer, they'll, they're actually really good about that sort of thing. Wow. P. Hmm. Ross, did you hear that? I didn't know that. Yeah. And this is, this is, is why we have a podcast. We educate people. Right. All right, Chris, let's, let's, all right. If you couldn't tell already, Chris is super knowledgeable. He knows a lot. He's been around the block uh, with watches and he's owned a lot of watches. So Chris, why don't you just give us kind of a, a, a backstory, how you got into watches, your origin story, and, and that way people actually know who they're listening to and watching. Sure. Uh, I, I have been collecting watches for 25 years plus. Uh, I got into watches because my father was into watches. He never okay. could afford a nice, my father was a bartender. Um, so he was, um, he was really partial to Seiko. I mean, excuse me, Seiko Timex. I'm partial to Seiko. Oh, cool. Um, he was, he was a Timex guy. He liked Indiglo because mm. he was able to see it at, and he worked in a, in a very dark Italian restaurant. He wasn't Italian. He's actually <laughs> Turkish, but, um, he passed away, uh, uh, 10 years ago. So, uh, he, he really loved watches, but he never could afford a nice watch. Okay. Um, and he worked really, really hard his entire life. And like I said, he was a bartender. He worked in restaurants. Um, and he sort of passed that along to me, the, the love for watches. Um, and even though he couldn't afford a very nice watch, eventually he was able to buy when he retired, he was able to buy a nice watch. And we sort of did that together. Um, what was that? What was that? It was, a, it was a Zenith. It was a, a, mm. Zenith, a nice. Zenith, um, right. elite. So very nice. It was a gold watch. He wanted to buy a gold watch. Um, and that's what he ended up buying. It was cool. really on my recommendation. We went and we negotiated uh, at the AD. And it was probably, I think, one of the only watches we ever bought at an AD. Or mm. I ever bought an AD. But, um, yeah. And, and my, it's just been a passion of mine since, like I said, I was around 13, 14 years old. Um, I saw how much my father loved watches. I got into watches. Uh, he also loved cars. That's why I love cars, I think as well. Um, and then, um, it wasn't until later in his life that he actually was able to buy a nice watch. And then, uh, eventually I got into really nice watches and I started like just buying and selling watches. So I do a lot of flipping of watches as well. So I buy a lot of watches off eBay. Um, and then I end up either flipping them or, uh, keeping them, you know, that's, just who I am. My, my channel itself though, is really, I run the gamut between very, very affordable to very high end. Um, and that's what I wear. Like I wear, uh, I like micro brands. I love Seiko. I love Timex. Um, uh, and I also love, you know, Vacheron and, and AP and, um, you know, higher end brands. So. Ooh. I think that's something that's so refreshing about you. And um, even speaking to you off off camera and off whatever the social media thing, it's crazy how humble you are, you know? And it, it's something that I found super refreshing because you own AP and Vacheron and these like crazy pieces. But like you said, you own the affordable things too. And you're just such a real person and such a down-to-earth collector that you're like, you just don't, you just love watches. You don't, you don't, the, the way that you come across um, is that you don't view watches as a kind of a, a statue or, or where it puts you in life uh, in a social economic level. You just 
love watches, you know, and you don't feel like you're better than anybody else. You're just kind of like, hey, guys, you know, we're all the same. We all love watches. You know, you're you're playing at the same level. So that's not better than anybody else because I have a <laughs> because I have a Vacheron. That's yeah. I mean, uh, I I would never. You know, I think that's. I think that certain people will buy a watch because they think it um, it's it's in a status symbol or, mm. you know, that's never been my thing. Uh, I've always been about um, just loving watches. I, I buy 99% of the time I buy the movement. I don't oh, buy really? the watch because I, I look at I th- when I see a watch, the first thing I want to know about it is the movement. Um, and I decide whether or not I'm buying a watch based off of the movement. Um, and of course the looks of the watch, but has nothing, it never enters my mind if this is a status symbol or not. That's Hmm. great though. I mean, and, and we all know, unfortunately in this game, um, a lot of people do it for the status symbol, you know, and maybe they're not like the, the real, real collectors. Maybe they're just the people that are the guys buying Louis Vuitton belts to show off to their friends? I have no idea. <laughs> but I mean, you collect for, for the right reasons I, I want to say. And some people are just not like that, but, <laughs> but anyway, no, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So. so what is uh your perfect three watch collection? And I want you to use your own collection to, pick those three watches now be, before you tell us about this just so people know how, approximately how many watches in your collection right now uh i've had like around 150 watches right now um it fluctuates okay. it does fluctuate so I, I go i go you know up to 200 but then i go down as well so um <laughs> but i do buy and sell a lot, a lot of watches so a lot of watches that i get in um that i buy i will I will wear for a little while and then I decide whether or not I'm going to keep it. Usually I get them at a decent price that I'm able to resell them and not, you know, lose money on it. But uh, that's not always the case. Right. Do you, so let me stop you there before you give us your answer to the three watch collection. What is the best platform for a buying and B selling? Cause I know you mentioned eBay, but is there another platform where I only use eBay mm-hmm. and I don't even like, I don't want, I, I never want to promote eBay because I think eBay is one of the worst places that you can buy and sell on. And it's one of the best. And I've had very bad experiences where people, where I've, I, as a seller, I've sold a watch to somebody. They've taken that watch. They've worn it for three months. Um, they've scratched up the watch. They've broken the watch. Um, and then they go through the return process process through eBay. eBay is just like, Oh no, you can't. It's after three months. And then PayPal will be like, yeah, sure. Just send it back to him and we'll refund you once he receives the watch. And I'm like mind blown that someone could literally wear the watch that I sent them brand new watch. They could, they could wear it for three months. Plus they have up to six months to send it back to you and they get their money back. Doesn't matter. So what could have been a three, $400 watch is now worth a hundred dollars because they've destroyed it. Maybe wow. even less. Now, do you know if it's the same case now? Because PayPal is not affiliated with eBay and it's same, a little different. Same case. It, it literally just happened to me just a few days ago. Wow. What watch was that? If you don't mind us asking. Uh, it was a, it, it was a, I actually forgot the name of the watch now. Perfect. <laughs> uh, 
was it the Nove? I think it was a Nove Trident that I had and I, and I sold on eBay and um, they were, I think it was like, a, I sold for $300. The guy kept it for about almost four months, um, wore it. He took the back off of it for one reason or another, put it back on, uh, scratched up the whole entire watch uh, and then initiated a return. But eBay turned him down for it. But PayPal were like, okay, because you purchased through PayPal, you get a six month return window. Did you fight it though? I mean, because I fought it. I fought it, and then um, and PayPal were just like, "Sorry, tough luck." That was it, literally. And then to add insult to injury, because a case was open, PayPal charged me fifteen dollars extra. They charged me a fee for fifteen dollars, which I never even fought. Which is beyond me because I I would always do that. I have to. I was so I didn't want to talk to anybody there. I'm like, I. I want to figure out a way of never using PayPal again. Um, but so do you have to accept PayPal through eBay? Pretty or? much. Unless you're, unless you're an actual business, you can't, Okay. you know, how, well, like for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a bit, I'm a guy, you know, like I'm right. I'm, you know, well, and I, I was going to let you know. So I, I bought <laughs> when I bought the spring bars yesterday, they gave me the option to put a credit card through eBay, which I've never gotten. They're that. starting to do that. Yes. Yeah, so and I, I did, will do that so every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless you want to pay cash. That's the other problem, though. If you have cash in your PayPal account, you want to pay cash. You just want to pay cash, you know? Right, but you're yeah. but you're a buyer. So for you, that's great. But for a seller, if you were selling those spring bars, you would have to have a tax ID. How are you going to accept credit card? Mm. You can't you can't True. accept it. How do you do it? Wow, that's mm. crazy. Wow. Man, so many twists and turns in this podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. like we 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 were all right, let's go back to your question. So, perfect three watch collection. This is very upsetting. I think we should make a whole entire episode with Chris come back and give us his eBay experiences, his deuces, oh, yeah. don'ts. If you want to see that, comment down below if you're on YouTube or or send us a DM because we definitely want to have Chris. He's super knowledgeable and and I think we all play that realm right where we we have a watch that we're like you know what i'm just not connecting with it i want to get rid of it what's the best way and i've been hesitant to do ebay because of the crazy fees that they charge you and you're like well how much are you gonna am i gonna get the at the end i'm gonna lose my ass mm. on this you know uh, we can go through the fees also if you want to know i know the fees in and out mm. it's oh, wow. it's a it's it, they charge very high fees for the for the seller and they use those fees as an excuse they sort of say that you're protected as a seller but they always side with the buyer 100% yeah. of the time. And they say they don't, and they're trained to say they don't, but they do. I could, I provided them evidence that the watch was uh, in perfect condition when I sent it. And then I provided them evidence of how the watch was returned to me. And even photos that the, the buyer sent to me, I said, well, why is it all scratched up in the back? And, and in eBay, he sent me those photos through eBay. He sent them to me um, and it did not match. Obviously, the photos of the watch prior to me sending it to him, they still sided with him. PayPal didn't care. Wow. Just like, so what are you, so you going to do with the watch now? I mean, are you going to keep it or try to resell it? I resold it, it as I resold it as broken. That's it. Oh, so I put you it sold back it on already. eBay. I, re- mm-hmm. I resold it as broken. So you sold it originally for 400 bucks. How much is it? For 300 and change. I sold it for $99. Mm, wow! It told me I could have picked it up for me. Ninety nine bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so your three watch collection, man. What's what? What do you have? So, 
I, I, you know, I have so many watches in my collection. Um, but if, if we're talking about my specific collection, yep. Uh, I'm going to start with my, my favorite watch in my collection. That's my Vacheron overseas world timer. Nice. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's was a grail watch. Um, it was my grail watch. Uh, really the overseas in general, uh, I've always been a huge fan of the overseas. Um, and the reason why, obviously, it's part of the Holy Trinity. Not that that really matters or makes any difference in any way, shape, or form. But um, I think it's a good-looking watch. I think it's a really functional watch. I think it's the finishing, the, 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 the overall quality, and the, and the it's something that you could hand down from generation to generation to generation um and 10 generations from now it's still going to be an amazing watch um hopefully no one sells it through those generations but you know yeah. I, that's always a possibility uh, but um it's just been it's just been a, a a grail of mine and when i was able to buy one i was very excited to buy one um okay so um so that's sort of an everyday it's a world timer. It's sort of a sport watch. It's got 120 meters water resistance uh, on a bracelet, but it comes with a strap and a rubber strap. Uh, so a leather strap and a rubber strap. So you could change it out very easily. Um, the, the next watch on my list would probably be, I'm going to say my Omega, but it could be, you know, I, I, I have an Omega Speedmaster Mark II. Mm -hmm. uh it is a vintage watch it's from 1979 but i had it i had it um uh serviced by by omega very out of my out of my uh sort of personality i don't regularly service watches ever it's like one of the two watches i've ever serviced um and i just love that watch uh, i put a display case back on it i think it's really cool mm. i like the story behind the watch uh not an incredibly expensive watch it's expensive it's you know I paid $650 for it and then to service it was $800. So, <laughs> uh, so that was, I thought ridiculous, but I got it back. It was pretty much brand new. Yeah. Um, which most people would not want, I think in a vintage watch, but that's what happened. That's where I went with it. And, and, um, I, I did a, a video about it. And I asked them not to polish it. They polished it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> what could I do? Mm. Um, and then, uh, third, and this is something that, you know, we've already talked about. It's that Zenith, uh, elite. It's my father's watch. Um, he passed away a, a little over 10 years ago. Um, and you know, he was my, you know, my hero. I, I've, uh, worked so hard his whole life and then, um, didn't have a lot of retirement. He had only, uh, four years of retirement after, after he retired and, this was like a big accomplishment for him to get this watch. Huge accomplishment. He was extremely proud of it um, with good reason. It was an, it's an amazing yeah. watch and it's just a sentimental watch. So I think everybody, when they're doing a three watch collection, they should try and throw in that sentimental, yeah, uh, meaningful oh, yeah. watch because everything else, any, uh, the other two watches that I just talked about, uh, push came to shove. If I was going to go on the street or my kids needed shoes or something and i didn't have the money i'm selling one of those watches i'm not gonna keep those to to you know yeah you know. Right. but uh, yeah i'm gonna try and hold on to that zenith it's 
it's my you know it's my dad's so cool it's a beautiful collection man it's it's, it's very eclectic and and like you said it, it you chose something that really speaks to you on a different level and it's not a monetary level it's a sentimental value type of level and yeah that could be a generational item for sure because you could tell them the story and it's a beautiful story you know so that's yeah. that's pretty cool yeah yes sir nice so that's a perfect three watch collection but what i want to know is what is your ultimate grail watch so money's not an object just just tell us hit me with something because you got some heavy hitters in the collection already um this is actually very hard because there's so many watches that i want but um (laughs) if i'm gonna say a modern watch maybe one that's not a vintage watch i would go with a vacheron i would probably go with the Vacheron Constantine. Um, there was a prototype that they came out with that they actually sold at auction. It was a Corey Richards dual time. Okay. Um, it's an awesome watch. I mean, it, you, um, Corey Richards was this guy who tried to climb um, Mount Everest, but he actually didn't do it. Um, <laughs> okay. And they made a Vacheron made a special watch for him. And it's pretty hilarious that he actually didn't make it to the top of Mount Everest, but what they did was they took the current version three Vacheron uh, overseas and they made a uh, sort of like a mountaineering version of it. So okay. it has just a little bit of color to it. It has like a textured dial. They made it in titanium, um, which is really different, especially for, you know, like one yeah. of those brands. Um I'm a huge fan of the look of titanium. I'm not a fan of the way that titanium actually um, feels scratches and stuff like that. Oh, but, uh, you know, yeah, scratches. I like the way it feels. It, it you know, depends. Uh, but this is like, I think it sold at auction for like $100,000. Uh, they said that they're going to make it. I think they're going to make it. I don't know if they actually will. They've made, they've made Vacheron uh, overseas in titanium before i don't know if they'll actually make this one um but it's definitely a grail watch i think it's just awesome looking i like the setup of their dual time uh it's just it's just their regular dual time with a special uh rotor on it and uh, a special case that's it um so that's probably my ultimate and then another one would be just just to give you uh uh mbnf yeah Max, oh. Max Buser and friends. Yes. Uh, I would go with the HM five because I really, I really like that watch a lot. I like driver watches. I like that look. Are, um, are you into independent watches? Because obviously MBNF is an independent. But how do you yeah. feel about them? Because I, I love I know independence. Yeah, they're expensive though. They get a little expensive. Independents are expensive, but putting together a watch that is very, very different and. Putting together your usually independent watchmakers are uh, in-house movements. Um, they do their own sort of style. It's very different from a micro brand. So um, sometimes it warrants that price, but sometimes it doesn't. I agree. So, yeah. Cool. Mm. That's great. Some great grill watches. And, and, and you didn't go, I mean, you, you went like your own Chris unique way. Cause uh, somebody else would have said like myself, right? Rolex a Mariner or something boring that everybody has, but you're like, hell no, I'm, I'm going to go special. <laughs> See, I like the, I, I, I love the Rolex a Mariner, but I've just never, I don't know. I, 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 I really, I think it's a great watch. It's just not, I wouldn't call it a grill watch for me, you know, and 
I, this is something that, you know, rock the watch. We yeah. have this conversation all the time when you were a kid. And if you were into watches, what poster did you have on the wall? Did you have a C-class Mercedes? Did you have a, Ferrari, a, a Lamborghini, Lamborghini, a Ferrari, some sort of hypercar, an F40, something that was completely unattainable, half a million dollar, million dollar car? Mm. Or did you have the, the, you know, the Lexus uh, ES300? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, and I'm not knocking anybody who says the uh, Rolex Submariner, but the Rolex Submariner in the world of watches is sort of a mid-range dive yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's not a high-end dive watch. It's not, you know, it's machine finished. It's not, it's it's a very beautiful watch, but they they finish it to a very good standard. Is it the best? Absolutely not. And is it, does it sell over list price? Yes, because of the hype around it, but that's the only reason, not because it's, better than something like the watches that i just mentioned those watches are you know hyper hyper car watches you know what i mean yeah those are the ones you put on the wall that's the that's that in my opinion that's that's how i that's how i sort of look at it i'm curious because i I saw your collection video which by the way was crazy because you had i don't know how many different videos of different collections i'm like i actually still have a video that i have to do i didn't do it my version (laughs) my my i just never did it Wow. Well, the, the, what I didn't see in there was Rolex. So I saw Vacheron, I saw EP, I saw Omega, I saw a bunch of things, but I'm like, maybe I missed it. Do you have any Rolexes in the collection? And if not, why? Is it that the reason why? Because you just don't. I've never owned a Rolex. Um, and I get a lot of flack for what, what I say when it comes to Rolex, but people. Okay, before you say that, before you say that why you wouldn't would you ever own one absolutely yes okay Okay. and the reason why i would own one is because i respect and love the history of rolex i think that they played an incredible role in the development of dive watches in general and sport watches stainless steel watches i think they are good looking watches they have been copied and they have copied other watches yeah let's not make a mistake of that because they have yeah but um, I think that they play a very important role and they are the gateway drug for a lot of people into watches that weren't into watches at all, made a little money, they got a little bit of, or they saved up enough money and they said they're going to buy themselves a Rolex or they got it as a gift or whatever it might be. And then they get this watch and they're like, wow, automatic watches are awesome. I want more. And that's you know the gateway. It could be, it could be a Rolex ball for a lot of people like me. It was, it was, it was a, I don't even, my first automatic watch was probably a Seiko and that really got me into automatic watches, you know, but it was actually, you know, uh, uh, a kinetic watch, not a, not an automatic, but anyway, it doesn't make a difference. But the point is, is that I respect the brand. I think they make incredible watches. They make very good watches. Um, I don't agree with the hype around the watch and how much the watches actually go for yeah. aftermarket. I don't think that they are worth those prices. And the only reason why people pay for those prices is because these are not, in my opinion, they're not true collectors. I think they're people who want to own a Rolex because it is the single, the only watch that you can wear and put on Instagram, go to a bar, travel, whatever. 
everybody is going to know that you're wearing a Rolex. It is the only watch that they will know. If you're wearing that HM5 that I'm talking about or, or that, that Max Bucern, or if you're watching that, wearing that Vacheron or if you're wearing that Certina, if you're wearing that Hamilton, no one's going to realize that that's a cool watch. Um, but everybody will recognize that Rolex because yeah. it's a Rolex and that's it. It's the most recognizable brand. Never mind in watches. It's one of the most rec- It's like Coca-Cola. So through that. That's it. That's the that's the reason why people want to wear it because they want to make sure that everybody knows. I'm not saying everybody again. This is just a this is a a fraction or a large fraction of the people who are purchasing these over over the yeah, list price who want to make sure that people know that they spent $10,000, $20,000 on a watch. They want people to know that it is important to them for one reason or another. That's it. Because so, there are GMTs out there that you, I'm sorry, I know <laughs> I get heated when I talk about this. You're talking about a Submariner that's, that's $8,000. Right. People are paying, people are paying upwards of nine of almost to $19,000, $20,000 yeah. for this watch. Yep. Mm, you, you, it's stupid. You, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree with you, man. And, and to me, Rolex is an ultimate grail, but not because of the brand It's just because that's what I knew as a little kid in the Submariners, just that aesthetic that I aspired to. Right. I, 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 always I, did. I, can, I can honestly say, Miguel, you are not one of the guys that he's talking about. No, exactly. I, I know. I exactly. know how much you love the some, I, you know what I'm saying? You are not. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. But the, the I've had conversations is, with you. You love watches. You, yeah. you are a collector. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a different person. You're a different person. And would you go and spend no over list price on, no. A watch that's that, that's the next question no never and, and this <clears> is the thing that that pisses me off right is that me as a collector as a lover of watches i really i, I would love to own one but because of these crazy markups now it's like i'm not going to play into the hype because just like you i don't think it's worth it you're paying the hype price and i would hope that eventually one one day in the future it will come down and kind of normalize again but I don't know if that that's ever going to happen. I mean, it, it kind of has to happen, right? It's just like the the housing market, right? I mean, it's it's always a bubble and, and it bursts and then things eventually come down. I mean, they can't always right. stay up there, right, Tom? Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't pay over market price for a Timex Marlin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know I agree. I, mean? I, saw, I saw a vintage one. It was beautiful, too, on eBay for $200. There's no way I would pay for that. $200. I don't care. It don't matter. But I would, I would probably pay over, I will pay over for a vintage watch before I would pay over for a. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, and there's reasons behind that because, um, let's say there were, cause Rolex makes million, let's say they make a million GMT, which is a lot. They do. They make watches in these numbers. They make a million GMT master two Pepsis, right? Yeah. Every year. That's a new one, and you're going to spend twenty thousand dollars on that watch when they when they're selling it for under ten thousand, right? Right. Or yeah. now they're selling it for ten thousand or whatever. Mm. But if you want want to buy one from nineteen seventy nine, let's say my birth year, right? Um, if you wanted to buy one from nineteen seventies or nineteen eighties, they made way less of them per year, and a bunch of them have been destroyed because people yeah. didn't 
see them in, as a, they, they use them as a tool watch and they got destroyed. People took them apart. People replaced parts. They didn't care. They threw away the original dial. They threw right. away the original bezel. They didn't care. Things were different. And now there are a bunch of people who are buying these for all mil- 100, all million of them that they're being made. And they're keeping them in pristine condition because they think that they're going to be worth more in the future. And they probably right. will because of, of the mentality behind all of this. And that's it. Right. So I, I, I would pay more for the. I just can't see myself buying a watch and not wearing it. You know what I mean? It just kind of just waiting. Like, like if you're going to sell it, just sell it. You know what I mean? But, you know, just keeping it, looking at it. I can't see myself doing it. So given the opportunity, Chris, what is that Rolex you're picking up? If you ever do decide to buy one. I would buy, I would first, I would buy a vintage watch. I would buy a vintage Rolex. I would probably buy a GMT master um on a jubilee uh, a vintage jubilee uh gmt master from the 70s or 80s i would buy um i like the submariner a lot i I would buy a submariner um i probably would not buy a rolex um i would not buy a modern rolex right now unless i could get it at list price the only rolexes i would buy kind of ironic i would buy one of those like diw or one of those companies that currently take current rolexes take them apart and remake them into something crazy with like a skeleton they skeletonize the movements they put a tourbillon in or whatever the hell they do um they put a carbon fiber case i maybe maybe would buy one of those but those are astronomical they're charging a lot more money but they're very rare and they're probably worth um you know half the price that they are uh, immediately after you buy them because you know the 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 Rolex people won't buy those because the the the, the people that we're talking I'm, ta- I'm talking about I don't want to drag you guys in with this, but the people I'm talking about won't buy those because they don't look like a Rolex and people won't immediately recognize those as a Rolex. Right. So that's off the table for them. You know that's, right. that's okay. the problem. You can't put that. In, you know that's it. Oh, you nope. can drag us in. It's fine. It's fine. We're used to being dragged in, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, saw your video on the ugliest watches ever. Are you sure you want to put the Hamilton Venture on that list? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I said in the video, I don't think it's ugly, but I think it's ugly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, you know, um, there. Are, I think there are a lot of watches out there that sort of um either were ahead of their time especially the hamilton ventura when it came out it was very art deco really crazy elvis wore one they were you know and then and then and then it was worn in men in black by will smith and and that made it cool again and um i mean not that it was never not cool i i've always thought they were a cool watch do i think they're incredibly good looking no would i own one absolutely i love them i think they're right. and especially the new ones which don't even look like the originals at all right they've gone ahead with the design and they have done some really cool things with them the the perforated dials they just came out one with um came out with one with a with like a uh i don't know what it's like it's like a, a laser that's going across the, it's cool it just looks yeah. cool mm-hmm. they're i think they're cool watches do i think that they're very i, I think their design is awesome i think that the the whole thing as a watch though it's not symmetric it's sort of crazy looking right um where do you wear it 
I mean, you wear it if you're Will Smith in in, in Men in Black, but <laughs> right, otherwise, right, right, right. How do you, how do you, if you're Elvis, maybe you can pull it off. But yeah, um, you know, you me you going to the grocery off? store to pick up diapers, I don't know. You don't think you would pull it off? I could. I I would. I don't care. Right, I'm, again, right. I'm saying for myself, I would definitely wear that watch, <laughs> and I and I think it's really cool. What but about I think you? That, Look, I think beauty really, and I know it's cliche, but it's in the oh, eye of the God. beholder, right? But it's, it's true. It's 100% yeah, sure. true. And, and and I'm telling you this from the sneaker perspective. So I like the silhouette of like the Jordan ones, right? But when I have, yeah. uh, when I'm talking to you and our friend Omar, and you guys have these crazy colorways and everything, to me, that's ugly. But is it really ugly? Maybe not. I mean, to me, it just doesn't speak that way. But yeah, Ventura, man, it's, it's, it's a cool watch. I, I definitely have looked into them in the past but i'm more of a, a round kind of uh case kind of a guy because i i appreciate a jlc reverso and a cartier tank but i can never see myself owning one because of the square shape square shape watches just don't speak to me are they beautiful yes but they just they just don't speak to me you know i i would definitely pull off the venture yeah that's cool it's a cool watch man i think it's, it's a, cool watch, a cool watch definitely yeah. cool watch Man. I, I mean, I named some other watches in there: the 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 Ploprof and the Tudor Black Bay P zero one. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people really dog those watches. Are they are they ugly? Yes. Are they awesome? Absolutely. Yes. I think they're really yes. cool watches. Yeah, they're, for sure. They're, yeah, they're really awesome tool watches. Like uh, another watch that I just recently started getting into is the the Bulova Sea King one thousand. Yeah. It's a, it's a big forty seven millimeter watch with a with a ratcheting bezel that has a has a thing on the side that you have to press. It's it's all it's all oh. just a crazy design, you know what We're I mean? Invicted yeah. territory with that one. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, but <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I again, I think it's it's in the eye of the beholder. But yeah, something like an Omega Pull Prof. I mean, God. <laughs> oh man <laughs> it's it's in that in that case it's really the, the function has yeah. sort of dictated the design it's all about yeah. needing needing certain things and they and they they went and they did it the the most functional way but not the most pretty way that's it but now they keep correct me if i'm wrong they have the technology obviously to make it not look like that but they kept it in the collection just because it became yeah. an icon right yeah. so yeah i mean the planet ocean they have that in a 42 millimeter case. They have it in a 39 millimeter case. It has yeah. 600 meters water resistance. That was what the, the original, I think the original, I, I have to, I would have to double check, but it was either 300 or, or 600 meters water resistance for the, for the, uh, plow prof. And that was, you know, that was amazing at the time, but now we, they can make a watch with 300, a micro brand can make a, a 300 meter dive watch, you know, in a 40 millimeter case, for you know 100 bucks but <laughs> that's it's a different world you know where the technology has moved on yeah so yeah for sure for sure so you recently hit a pretty big milestone on youtube congratulations we are so happy for 10, you 10,000 10, subscribers 10, congratulations man that's, and, and that's I, I gotta say something else about that too because i remember seeing you on um, one of the shows you did with joe and i think david and uh matt stingray and you were just kind of like this is not a career. You can't make a career out of this. Yeah, you had gave your reasons why. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had like totally like respected that when I saw that. Like, you know, like this 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 guy's the truth. 
You know what I mean? So thank you. Congratulations, yeah, Sherman. Sure, yeah, how, I, how I do it, believe that. How does it feel, man? Ten thousand. Feels good. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I get kind of. I think a lot of YouTubers, especially where we are, you know, where we have a few, a few thousand subscribers and stuff, people get really caught up in the fact. Uh, you know, you want to have subscribers, you want to have subscribers. Um, it's good. Uh, you know, to, it doesn't make any difference. The, the only difference is now that um, uh, I get to make uh, stories on you. <laughs> I think that's the only difference. That's it. Literally. Mm. So now I could put a story on you, like the shorts and stuff like that. I, I have a function that I could do that in right. my YouTube. That's, that's the only that's difference. Cool. I mean, uh, whatever. It's, I'm, I'm, I, I like that. Um, I like making videos. I like talking about watches. I like talking to people like you guys. Um, and this is what YouTube allows me to do. Um, I don't make money off of it. I, I've, I've, again, I, I bring up rock the watch cause we talk a lot. Um, we've become pretty good friends over the, over the, over the years. Um, well, the two years of me doing this and, um, you know, a lot of people in the comments and, and things like that, they give you a lot of crap. Yeah. Um, I've done uh, for my, my 10,000 subscriber, I did um, six giveaways and yeah. I have two more coming. I and, I, and basically what I've been doing is every time I speak to a watch company uh, and they say, okay, we want to do something with you. I say, well, will you consider doing a giveaway? I, it's one of my things now I, I just asked every single one and that's cool. it. And it's my way of giving back to the, to my subscribers. So like I said, I did six giveaways. I have two more wicked watch companies coming. Uh, they've, they've, uh, agreed to give away a watch, um, zone, uh, straps. They've just, they've, they've said they'll give away some straps. Um, so I'm just waiting on some of that and uh, I'll make videos about it, but I'm, I'm really happy. I, and I'm, I, I, I really appreciate everybody who's supported the channel and, um, that's really it. I mean, congrats. So people, for people who probably don't know, and I know, and P. Ross knows, you make a lot of videos. How many, I, I think you post daily almost. I mean, God, <laughs> how many, how many videos a week so would you say that you put out? A minimum of four or five videos a week, uh, but a maximum I've done 14 videos in a week. More mm. than that. Yeah. Wow. Where do you find the time or how do you, okay, I guess walk us through it because we all do videos differently. Mm -hmm. What, how do you, how do you do these videos? First of all, do you record on your phone? Do you use your camera? What kind of editing do you do? Do you have a microphone when you do it? Like paint a picture for us just to see how fast you can put these videos together. So my basement has turned into uh, what is essentially Studio? Watch Chris Studios. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, I have a, I just have a, a desk set up with a camera that does my, my, um, my overhead, overhead, uh, shot. I have a shotgun mic that's on a boom. And, um, and then I have a monitor where I, where I actually watch what I'm doing in my, with my hands. Um, right. and that's it. Uh, I, I literally flick everything on. I put all the lights on. Uh, usually what I do is at night. I will, before I, I, once I put my kids to bed, I come downstairs um, and I make videos and I'll try and make the videos for the next day. Um, and then I relax and watch TV and go to bed. That's basically it. 
that's it. And on weekends, I try and make I try and make a lot of content, but a lot of times I don't have the time to do that, so I do it mostly at night, even in, even on the weekends. So, how long does it take you to um, edit these uh, videos once you once you shoot them? It takes me a little while. I I, I don't do very good editing. Not like you know, I, I'm not professional. I don't have any background on photography or anything like that. So I edit in. Um, in uh in premiere pro and i and i try and do my best but i i know i don't do great editing and i and i haven't really improved my editing that much but um it takes me a few hours it takes me a few hours on on each video probably takes me about at the very least two hours per video so so from start let's let's say from the minute you flick your lights on and your camera on everything to you actually uploading it on youtube and, and and the youtube and the video being live how many hours in between how, how how long does one video take you at least two hours so on a day where i'm uploading two videos it's between maybe if it's at least two hours so maybe it could take me two to three hours per video so it's up to six hours that i'm working on those mm-hmm. videos okay yeah, yeah people don't realize how long these things take it's just like oh you just did a four minute video or five minute video is that probably right. took him five minutes it's like no, <laughs> it took no, hours. That's just like what, what, what P just said, you know, what you were just saying, um, you know, I don't expect to make this into a career because what people don't realize is that, um, and, and this was a comment, someone commented on a, on a video where I was giving away something and, and the guy was just like, or no, it wasn't. It was no. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It wasn't on a, on a giveaway. It was actually on a, a live stream that I did with Rock the Watch, and he said um, in the comments because we were selling watches, we were selling some of our watches on the on the live stream just to you know not have to sell yeah. it on eBay. Yeah. And the guy just said you should be giving away all these watches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I just came back to him. I said, I don't know what you understand about this, but this watch was yes it may have been gifted to my channel when you use the word gifted there's that's a loaded word because when when someone gifts me a watch they are getting content in return now they don't get they get my opinion and my real opinion but they don't get uh they don't i don't get the luxury of just keeping the watch i have to make content for that watch so If I'm making two videos, that could be up to six hours of my time, which by the way, if I spent those six hours, which is at night before I go to bed, I mean, that's come on. If I spent those six hours working at my day job and, and I, by the way, the the watch that normally when you get a watch from, if I sell that on eBay after fees and everything, I make like a hundred bucks, six hours of my time is worth way, way, way more than a hundred bucks at six hours. I can't spend with my wife. It's six hours. I can't spend with my kids. It's six hours that I don't get to watch TV. Um, there's, I I like watching TV. You know, I want to watch TV sometimes that's it's, it's six hours of my life taken and, and, and put into, into a video that doesn't make me money. So when I put that money, when I put that video up, it's not like I automatically make a thousand dollars. It's, you know, the, the video goes up, I'll make $3 in ad revenue. And then over the year I'll make $30 in ad revenue. 
What's thirty? What is thirty? So now let's add up all of my expenses. I I I have a Sony A. I have other cameras for macro. I have lenses. I have microphones. I have space in my basement, which I can't allot to my children anymore because they because right. I've taken it over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I pay taxes on that on this land. It's not like I yeah. live here for free. It's this right. house costs money. I have a mortgage. Uh, you know, let's get let's get really into it. That video that I just did for that watch that I could sell for a hundred bucks probably cost me around three or four hundred dollars to make. Right. That's the, those are the facts. Those are the facts. So if I sell the watch for a hundred bucks and I make a hundred bucks back on it, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Again, no, another rant. But I, that was it, like, a- look, man, I, I I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. People are that do not make content are so quick to judge, right? Yeah. And God forbid you make a mistake or you say the wrong thing or give the wrong information. Oh my God, the world's gonna right. end. You're an idiot. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Like you're watching my content for free. You like you said, we're literally right. paying you to watch our videos right. yet you yes. still criticize us like yes yes god man i had a guy come at me right and, and he wasn't really coming at me but he was just like oh good video but i absolutely hated the straps that you paired him with blah 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 and i was like why would you even add that in there like now you're criticizing my parents so i went to right. his channel and he actually had one video and he was playing the guitar with this weird setup with like <laughs> yeah like a pink shirt with like a green jacket and i'm like like the video i don't like your outfit just my opinion <laughs> then he came back and said hey dude i didn't know you were gonna take offense to it that you literally went to my channel looked at my video commented on me and i just basically said how does that feel right yeah. how does it feel yeah. like i'm sure you didn't like it because obviously you're leaving a comment on my video back again and I said, look, I'm going to go and delete the comment. I just wanted to get your attention that if you're going to leave any kind of comments, make sure at least it's a, con- a constructive uh, comment, right? If it's yeah. if it's going to be negative, let it be constructive, not just some dumb, random thing that just yes. makes absolutely no sense. We got enough negativity in this world. We need to uplift each other. This does make no sense. He right. never replied back. And it's like, exactly because you know that I was right. Stop making stupid comments. This is not some celebrity that you're leaving comments to. It's regular people like us, you know, we're passionate Mm. about this crap. So anyway, Chris. Like the controversy with the Hamilton versus the ISL 40 on my channel, some of the comments like- Really? Was like incredible. Like, why would you pick the Hamilton khaki over the ISL 40? The ISL 40 has so much more to give. And I'm like, I explained in the video, I don't care what the ISL 40 has. I like the Hamilton khaki better. Like it's your opinion. I, you know what I, I haven't mean? seen like, that video, but after this, I want to go check that out because that's <laughs> great. That's that. See, but that's what people don't want to be channeled because because 99% of the people who complained about it are the people. So you chose the Hamilton. Right. Yeah, for right. sure. Absolutely. They didn't buy the Hamilton. They bought the right. ISL. Exactly. You know what I mean? That yeah. Exactly. So that's right. So that you're. To them, you're insulting their purchase, and they but can't I, I handle it. They can't handle it. I don't it. understand how insulted it because I specifically said that ISL 40 is a great watch. But they they don't they don't they don't but, hear that part. They don't want to hear that but, part. Right. They uh, only want to hear the fact that you think it's not as good as the Hamilton, and that right. that's the part that gets them. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? It's just it's a conversation. You can't have an opinion. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. And then one guy, he came back and he started to try to argue with me again. He argued with uh, Joe when I did the uh, ISL 40 review. He was arguing with Joe was like a long line of just comments and arguing back and forth between them. Then he came back on this video and I'm like, dude, I don't even have to. Don't before. come back. Don't come I don't even have the energy for it right now. No, I, I, you know, the one thing that YouTube, so previous, previously, b- before I even had a channel, I never commented. If I disagreed or agreed with somebody, I never, ever commented. It was just, just who I am. I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I got a YouTube channel, I started going around and commenting to people. Now I stopped. I, I don't like commenting. I don't like, I don't like adding comments. It's nothing personal. Um, I watch videos. I just don't. I don't like to comment because I don't want to come off like that. So if I have something yeah. negative to say, I just don't say anything. And then I realize if I have something positive to say, I'm just gonna keep it to myself too. I like a video and I walk away. You know, that's it. Right, right. I, I don't even. I don't even bother anymore. And 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 that's it. All right. Well, Chris, <laughs> we got we got five minutes left. Uh, geez, talking to you has been so much fun. Like we. If if Thank you're you. okay, let me let me great. publicly say this. Would you be uh, willing to come back again? Because we love talking. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So this is a part of the show we talk other things, and again, we only have about less than five minutes. But you guys want to plug anything else? Anything you're passionate about aside from watches or Chris? That's all. That's all, that's all I got going on. Is that's all you got going on? Uh, right. <laughs> P. Ross. Uh, you know, check out my Instagram. It's Watch yeah. Chris Blog, and and uh, it's all one word. Watch Chris Blog. I don't. Even, I don't even know why I named it that, but that's what it is. Um, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed coming on, guys. Thank you. Thank. You. Well, where can people find you? Since you're you're talking about your your Instagram, uh, what's your YouTube channel? Watch Chris. Watch Just Chris. One word. Watch Chris. Watch Chris. And then Instagram, you said Watch Chris. Watch blog. Chris Blog. I added blog okay, on the cool. end. Okay. Anything else? Any website? Anything you're working uh, on? I have or? a website. It's watchcursblog.com, but I don't really use it at all. Uh, I just okay. upload my videos to it so that um, that they're there. Um, okay, cool. That's it. Cool. P. Ross? Um, other things? I ain't got nothing, man. I've just been working all week. Well, I have been. Uh, it's this big battle rap coming up April 3rd with uh Cassidy and Hitman Holla. I've been paying really, really close attention to that. They're gonna go on a rap battle. Miguel, you sound so, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's gonna, well, it, fill it, me it, in afterwards. Fill me. I don't want to sound I ridiculous. Got I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but other than that, um, uh, I'm gonna watch uh the new Justice League movie on. Oh HBO yeah, Max. I watched I'm it already. You watched it? What, what do you think? Man, you gotta. So it's in chapters. So um, it's you know it's chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, and then there's an epilogue. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it. They what they did was they they made it into like a mini series. You know, you could watch it for it's each one's like almost an hour. So um, okay. I mean, it's four hours long. That's cool. Mm. So it was better than the because this is like a remake of the it's like right, a director's right. cut of the original. Um, right. Justice League movie. It was way better than the original one, I thought. Okay. Okay. Um, because it was more, more character development. More, you got into it a little bit more. I mean, even though we know the, all the characters, but I thought right. it was yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I got to check that out. No watches in it, out. really, though. <laughs> no watches, really. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything that I, I recognized. Oh, God, maybe, that's maybe. So sad. Yeah. Cool. Mm. 
Well, for me, other things have just been hanging out with the family, to be honest with you, and just been working on some videos, been looking forward to having Chris on, working on these questions with uh, P. Ross. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm actually going to take a little vacation this this week, going to go um, uh, up to, I think, Big Bear um, here, here in oh, California, nice. if anybody knows. So, uh, yeah, just just for a few days, just kind of get away. It's been it's been crazy. Yeah, SoCal Watch Reviews for me on YouTube, on Instagram, and Relojando is my Spanish channel. Um, it's growing a little bit, so that's, that's always exciting. It's a lot of work. But uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man. We'll have you on again. We're pretty much booked through April, so in May, we definitely got to make some time to have you back on, talk about eBay, talk about snobs talk about all kinds of things man so <laughs> let's talk about ebay that's a great topic that's, because, that's, a, that's a great topic yeah uh i have a lot to say about it so if you guys are interested in that i, I have a lot to say about it so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i have a lot of experience with it I have, i've sold thousands of watches on ebay and you know we mm. believe it oh yeah for sure sounds good all right guys well thank you so much for listening thanks for watching and chris thank you p ross thank you stay thank humble. you for having